back to another episode of Ray's Rambles. Today, I wanted to dive into a relatively new subject that I've heard about, not necessarily the subject itself, but more of the comparison of the two and the argument for or against one or the other, and that is the notion of rejection versus regret. Now, these two things are not entirely linear, depending on how we talk about it. Most people don't automatically associate rejection and regret together but the way that I wanted to tackle this is basically about you know the regret you would feel by not going for something or going after something or trying something versus getting rejected or being told no or that you couldn't do it that's kind of where I wanted to swing this and that's where the bulk of this discussion comes from so to start I do not a hundred percent agree with rejection instead of regret There are certain situations where maybe it's not the best choice to put yourself out there and truly you can live with yourself and be okay if you didn't go for something. And sometimes it works out way better when you don't. I'm just saying in general, when we're talking about taking control of our own lives and really trying to make the best for ourselves and taking all these opportunities that come our way, rejection is 100% better than regret. The way I think of regret in these situations is would I rather, you know, wake up every day thinking, oh, what if I had done that? How would my life be different? What if I had told them how I feel? What if I had applied for this job? What if I started that new hobby that I really wanted to do and never got to? It's waking up with that or waking up for, you know, a couple days, couple weeks, couple months, thinking of rejection, thinking how it didn't go your way this one time. But being able to move past that and move on and then potentially try something new, try something again, go for the same thing again if it was something repeatable. That's kind of where we're trying to draw this distinction. The example of the job side of it, my biggest takeaway from that is if you don't think you're qualified or genuinely you are not qualified based on the parameters that they've laid out in the job description, apply anyway. Um, I've definitely taken this to heart through my post-college job search, which is an increasingly difficult market. I don't have the time to get into that and all of the nuances of trying to find a job fresh out of college and being an unemployed by, you know, normal circumstances, recent college graduate. There are so many jobs out there that claim they are entry level, claim that they are for my demographic. And they still require, you know, three to five years of experience, your degree, plus all of these other things that we were supposed to have learned and gotten certified for, even though we're just out of college. It doesn't really make any sense. These are unfortunately just the dominating characteristics of jobs nowadays, even though a lot of markets are struggling. There are just some certain job fields that are looking for someone so specific, and it really turns candidates off from applying to their job especially when it's listing, you know, just desired qualifications or qualifications, not desired and preferred. I definitely like when a company lays out both desired and preferred because it makes me a little bit more confident in applying, knowing that they don't have, you know, a hard set boundary on what they're looking for. But I also think that we can just take those ideas and put them into applying to all the jobs we want to. If there's a job that you would really love to do, but you're severely underqualified for it, maybe not severely, but by, you know, a year or two of experience or a couple programming languages you might not know fully or some technical skills you might not have, 
just apply anyway. You never know what kind of background you may have or what kind of interesting things that you bring to the table that other candidates don't. You also don't really know these other candidates. I know on LinkedIn Premium you can see who else has applied for the job, but you genuinely don't know them. You're not interviewing them. You're not talking to them. You're not deep diving into their previous background. You have no way of knowing if they're more qualified for this job. And it's ultimately up to the hiring professional and the company in general. So it doesn't really matter. I personally think that applying to jobs that you're not qualified for build your confidence even when they reject you. I have personally gone through probably hundreds of rejections at this point just from my post-grad job search alone. And that's because I just stopped caring about what jobs I applied for, you know? I'm not overly picky. I'm not putting myself in such a small box where I'll only apply to jobs where I know 100% I'm certain that I qualify for. I've just been kind of opening my horizons, looking at jobs that, yes, they say entry level and maybe they require three years of experience, which I don't have. But I will apply anyway because I have experience, you know, working as a peer group leader and student teaching and freelancing and all of these things that don't really come out through a resume or a cover letter and you kind of just have to put it on your LinkedIn profile or be able to say that in an interview or be able to say it in a cover letter if you so choose. LinkedIn, speaking of them, they actually put out a gender insights report and they have a lot of different reports that they run based on um, all the data that they collect and this specific report did say that men are more common than women to apply for jobs they're not qualified for and then get the job. So there is a gender difference in the way that, you know, the job market is functioning right now. That may be why we see more men assuming positions that are higher up than we may have thought they were qualified for based on their experience. Overall, it does just come down to confidence. You know, women typically tend to be more picky when they're looking for jobs. Um, Not in the way that they don't think any of these jobs are good for them. They're just picky on what they spend their time applying to because they just want to make sure that they're qualified for. So they never even have the chance of getting those higher jobs that maybe they could have gotten if they would have just applied. But instead, they were perturbed and put off by the fact that they didn't fully satisfy the requirements. And therefore, a man who was in their similar position applied and did get the job. I think these differences are fascinating. I have seen these reports and similar data like this and have definitely been more inclined to apply to jobs that I might not be qualified for. In my personal experience, there was one specific job. It was like a management leadership position at an amazing criminal justice nonprofit. It was close and akin to a dream job that I would like to have, um, especially in the nonprofit sector. It was a relatively new company. They're really like a techie company dealing with mass incarceration data and whatnot. And I read through the description and genuinely was like, I'm not qualified for this. I just graduated. It literally says management, leadership, like experience with all of this stuff. Do they really, would they consider me? And what's ironic is I got to the bottom of the description and literally the last sentence before the contact info said, we know that you may feel that you don't satisfy all these requirements, but we would like to invite you to apply anyway because you never know what you may bring to the table. And that sold it for me. (laughs) Um, I thought it was brilliant that they added that. I think that really gave me the last push to apply. I ended up making it to the final round of this job and it absolutely crushed me to not get the job, but 
it was just an amazing feeling to know that I had accomplished even making it past the first round. We know when they asked for my work samples and a cover letter and things like that, it was a huge honor to be able to say that I did that and that it was possible for me to get a position like that because I wouldn't have thought that was even close to being possible had I not applied for that job. And it was an easy apply on LinkedIn. Apparently, I was one of like 600 people who applied for it. It was an incredible feat that I had done. And it really did give me the confidence that I have now. And so, you know, now you'll see me on LinkedIn applying for all of these jobs that, you know, require three to five years experience or they require so many different things. But some of them are kind of, you know, debatable or negotiable depending on how you want to spin it. So I just apply. I have really worked hard on my LinkedIn, uh, worked hard on my resume, worked hard to make sure that all of the things that I've done that are reminiscent of a full portfolio and a great background in education, professionalism, volunteer work, etc., that that fully encompasses and shows on the things that I'm giving to these companies. Again, I have faced way more rejection than I ever thought I would have, but it's only helped me You know, at this point, I'm so desensitized to getting a rejection email when it used to be, like, devastating, and I think that's a really big stride because that really what used to hold me back was getting these rejection emails from these companies that I really wanted to work for or I was really excited about applying for and maybe moving forward with. But now I'm in a point in my career where I've made it to the final stage in an Amazon interview and gotten offers from law firms and different companies that have wanted me and, you know, kind of learned my worth and navigated this really intense scope of the job market nowadays especially as a fresh grad so that is definitely one thing where I say rejection is a hundred times better than regret because you will also make such great connections professionally if you just go for these opportunities if you email people if you message recruiters especially in my field I graduated in criminology and legal studies a lot of the times I'll apply for a job that is tailored for people who are wanting to go to law school or are going to law school and that's not me so they'll turn me down simply because I'm not going to law school but then they'll offer a mentorship or they'll offer to connect with me they'll offer to send me any positions that would relate to what I want to do later and that is something that's really valuable because now I have connections within the professional world maybe after I finish my grad school and I get more experience teaching and whatnot, I can reach back out to them and say, hey, do you have any positions open for me at this time? And that is something that's really important. So overall, what do you have to lose, especially in the job market? Um, You're just applying. It never hurts to apply. I've accidentally applied to jobs that I was for sure unqualified for, but oh well. It's not like real people are reading your resume anyway nowadays. Sometimes they are, but it's usually just a robot that's looking for the bare minimum information and then somebody looks at it. So it's not that bad. It is not embarrassing. And if you're told no, so be it because that is going to happen more times than you can count in this life and you just have to get used to it and get over it. And once you do that, you will feel so liberated. Another part of this whole discussion has to do with the idea of feeling some type of way for somebody whether that be like romantically or wanting to be friends with somebody or wanting to go up to somebody at a bar because you like their outfit or you think they're pretty this is obviously multi-layered and multi-directional but in short if you never go for it you'll never know if you'll never try you'll never know especially something as low caliber and low risk as going up to somebody in public 
if it doesn't work out or if they shoot you down or if they're mean to you because they actually don't like it when strangers talk to them, you really haven't lost anything because you will most likely never see them again. So it's not that big of a deal. I've had so many instances when I've been traveling where I've wanted to talk to people and say something out loud in public and I've kind of let the fear of rejection wash over me but then I'm like what are the odds that I will ever see this person again especially since I don't live here and that usually makes me more inclined to just speak out loud and go for whatever I'm trying to go for another part of this whole discussion shooting your shot you want to go out with somebody you think somebody's cute message them on Instagram if you have their number text them have a friend of a friend set something up just put a feeler out because you can't read minds you will never know if they feel reciprocal if they actually would love to out with you but they're really shy you're just never gonna know what is the harm in trying even if you know them and they're a friend it is very simple to move past a seemingly awkward encounter if it doesn't work out so you genuinely just have to go for it especially speaking from a woman's perspective you are way less likely to get shot down by a man simply because you were confident enough to shoot your shot. It does still happen. No one is obligated to say yes or to go out with you. But genuinely, the confidence aspect is everything because societally, men are so used to asking somebody out and getting rejected. It is nice for a change and they love it. I've spoken to many of my guy friends on this topic. They're like, 100% I would go out with a girl if she was confident enough to ask me. If somebody slid into my DMs, I would love it. <laughs> it's like those little things you don't think about and we try to like hype it up and make it a big deal. It's really not. And I think that's really what has gotten me to be more confident in everyday life, especially relating to this, is that it's really not that big of a deal. It's not that serious. I don't want to say what's the worst that could happen, but again, what do you have to lose it probably won't go as bad as you think it will even if you're rejected it's kind of just you have to own it i've watched girls get rejected at bars but mainly because the guy has a girlfriend or he's just with his friends and wants to be cool whatever they just own it put your head up and walk away <laughs> nine times out of ten you can find somebody else to you know talk to you can find somebody that you know you can rebound to if you, your pride was hurt that bad <laughs> it's just you have to practice these things and you have to get used to it in terms of the deeper aspect of this, I have recently experienced the true meaning of what it feels like to regret so deeply when I should have just gone for something and gotten rejected or not. There was a guy in my life for over a year, a great relationship, I would call it, I guess. Very wholesome, very put together, lots of boxes ticked, really great guy. I actually went to fly across the world to go meet him for the first time. That's a story for another day. I just want to get the background of it. But as I was there, it became very real for me. And it was definitely like the time of my life, the best trip of my life. So many good memories from that trip. A lot involving him, obviously. But, you know, cultivating something with somebody for over a year on the internet and online you know you feel some type of way but then when you actually see them that's kind of when you realize like if it's real or not and to me it was absolutely real and I think it started to become a little too real and then I was like oh my gosh like this could be a real relationship during my time there like I just remember thinking I am falling for this man and 
I don't know what to do. I hadn't been in that situation for a while. It was a weird circumstance because obviously we did not live in the same country. So who knows what could have happened. These are conversations that should have happened, but they didn't because we just wanted to enjoy each other's time. But when the time came for me to leave and I still hadn't said anything, it was like, okay, maybe we can just talk about this when I get back stateside and life returns to normal because I was there for three weeks. So we were kind of just enjoying our happy fantasy land, finally seeing each other, finally getting to be together and experience like what life would be like with each other in it. And I truly loved every minute of it. But as I went home, things rapidly started to change. I just, I don't know, I felt him detached as I was definitely falling for him and I never said anything. I never hinted at it. I let it fizzle out because I thought that's what he wanted and I have not spoken to him for a very long time and it ended with him just not replying to my text. Now, there are a lot of things that go into this situation but on this topic, I do deeply regret not at least saying something or trying to say something or calling him out of the blue like we used to. We weren't doing that or just making a joke like we used to it very much just like fell off the deep end and I didn't try to salvage it and I do deeply regret that could this have changed the situation sure could it have not absolutely but I think even if it ended the exact same way I still think I would feel so much better had I known that I did what I could and that I spoke my truth and I said everything that was in my mind and that I wanted to say and I told him how I was feeling for him. And I feel like that would have made me more at peace with our ending, even if it ended the exact same way. I just really think it would have been beneficial to say something. My friends were telling me to tell him, even though I was saying, you know, he's pulling apart, like, it's just gonna not work out. And they were like, what if he feels the exact same way you do? You know, I was never thinking about that. I was just saying, you know, he probably doesn't feel the same way. So I'll just bury it. That was a mistake. I really feel like I could just have gotten it off my chest, been rejected. I mean, he was somebody that I trusted deeply with my whole heart that I had spent so much time with that we had really grown very close and knew so much about each other. I feel like it would have been something safe to say to him, even if it wasn't reciprocated. But now I will never really know what truly happened between us because it's not like I laid all my cards on the table. I was still hiding one under my sleeve. And I will never know what the outcome could have been out of that situation. And it sucks because in those instances, it's like, wow, it's too late. And you just hate that feeling. And I haven't thought about that situation in a while, but for so long... I was devastated. I was heartbroken. I was waking up thinking, what if, what if, what if? Maybe if I had done this, maybe if I had said this, maybe if I had told him while I was there. You know, I tried to instigate conversations that were kind of about the subject, but I wasn't clear. And again, nobody can read your mind. You never know what somebody's thinking. So maybe I just wasn't being clear enough with my intentions and what I wanted to say. And that's that. Maybe he was thinking the exact same way. She doesn't feel the same way. She doesn't like me like that. She's not falling for me. Maybe that's what was going on and I will never know that. So that is just like my biggest instance of I truly should have just spoken 
what was on my mind and on my heart because it would have just ended so much better in my mind and it would have just brought me way more peace than sitting here and wondering what could have been and looking back at it and being so confused at how everything ended. On the same note, I was listening to a, another podcast that I love. Um, it's called The Self Love Fix by a woman named Beatrice. She is lovely and amazing. She was kind of talking about rejection and, you know, going out of your own way and going out of your comfort zone. And she said, it is not personal to get rejected by somebody. It's literally nothing against you. It's just that somebody's not interested or you're not the best fit for something, etc. You have to own who you are and you just can't keep changing things about yourself in hopes to satisfy another person or to not get rejected by somebody because in the end they'll see you for who you are and then what does that matter? You've lost a part of yourself. So it's not about you as a person and realizing that definitely helped me a lot. I feel like I heard that a few months ago and I've really just tried to embody that because it isn't personal. You need to stop taking things so personally and thinking that, you know, the world is out to get you or everything revolves around you in a positive or negative way. Listen, just I know that it is so hard when things don't go your way, especially when you wanted it so badly to work out or you really thought it would have and it's difficult and it's natural to blame ourselves, especially right off the bat, right when it happens, but... I've always kind of been the proponent of if it's meant to be, it will. And the things that miss you or reject you were just not meant for you. You know, you're not going to get all of these jobs really meant to have, you know, one, two, whatever. It's the things that are truly meant for you that will end up in your life and they will find a way. The goal of life is to just put yourself out there, not be afraid of taking chances so that you may achieve those opportunities when they come your way instead of just passively letting them fly by. It's just important to understand that rejection is part of our everyday life and we need to be used to hearing no so that it's not detrimental and it doesn't cease our progress and it doesn't keep us from going after the things that we love or want or care to have. Another just final example of this is following your dreams. And I mean that in the most literal sense. The thing that you want to do most in life, if you want to be a famous actor or you want to be a model or you want to be a successful lawyer or a doctor or you just want to have a great business, you have to put yourself out there. Everybody in the entertainment industry will tell you that they never got the first call back and it took so many to finally land a job. Models will tell you all these agencies didn't want them actors will say they had to keep taking classes and keep practicing singers say they couldn't write music you have to keep going if you really want that job you want that degree you have to put yourself out there apply to all the schools apply to schools you think you might not get into I understand that not everybody has the capabilities for that maybe financially but pick the one that you really want to go to pick your dream school or two and apply to them Don't limit yourself based on what you think others will think of you because, again, you don't know what they're thinking of you. You don't actually know what's going on in their heads. You don't know what could happen. So, really, what's the harm in trying? 
And if it really is meant for you, it will come into your life and it will be there. That is why opportunities are presented for us. They're meant for us to seize and take. But overall, on the notion of rejection versus regret, which again, I find very fascinating and something that can really be deep dived into if we really wanted. There's so many aspects to it and there's so many things that require analysis for this type of subject. But I just want to end on a note of positivity and saying that once again, if you never try, you will never know. And being rejected actually immensely helps your confidence and will help you grow and thrive as a person. Regret will not. Sitting up late at night thinking of what you could have done or said or changed will not help you grow. It actually might halt your growth. So put yourself out there, be bold, be brave, and take those opportunities as they may come because you never know when you might get a new one and you never know when something's going to work out perfectly. So that is all I have for this episode. Would love to hear thoughts, comments, questions, any insight. This is such a, you know, big topic. I think there's so much we could talk about. So leave comments, message me, all of that jazz. But for now, that is all for this episode of Ray's Rambles. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking about this subject and I cannot wait for our next rant or ramble.